tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera, pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC billion dollars more than three times the amount Ghana received from the IMF as a bailout and cannabis now legal but not for recreational purposes we speak to those who advocated for its passage no more coming up here on the show we'll delve into details of all of those issues here on for you on pulse on the journey channel my name is Samuel Kojo Brace on behalf of the team we're grateful for joining us this afternoon. Be with us. Now, as of 2020, if you look at the digital mass of Accra, we've lost about 60%. For 17 times, Ghana has been to the International Monetary Fund for economic bailouts. The finance minister worked for the president literally, so important because all the international financial system to play in our economy management. No country in the modern world can develop in the long term based on IMF intervention. International political economist and lead researcher at Afro Global, Professor Lord Malko Yevuga sits with foreign affairs. As we dissect Ghana's continuous plea for economic assistance, Ghana's political economy on foreign affairs this week. Hello and welcome to season two of the Real Estate Show. This is a Buena Vista Homes Real Estate Edition, proudly sponsored by Buena Vista Homes. Your ideal for perfect home just got settled. You can have this 
that or even that. But that's not all. This is an environment that is dotted with the most carefully crafted homes, well-demarcated spaces, and everything that makes you feel comfortable. In this season of the Real Estate Show, the Buena Vista Home Real Estate Show, everything you need to home will be disguised. Peace, comfort, security, and every other thing real estate related. Don't miss this edition of the Buena Vista Homes Real Estate Show with me, Ophia Pitua. Ghana has been booted from its position as the second most peaceful country in the sub-Saharan Africa on the 2023 Global Peace Index. It is now in fourth place and 51st in the world. The nation is among Africa on the 2023 Global Peace Index. It is now in fourth place and 51st in the world. The nation is among government away from football administration. I was totally against that attempt and I forewarned them in 2006 when it was being done. But they didn't listen. Now look at where we have landed. I think we should have a stakeholder discussion, go back to the basics, the things that used to work for us, the collaboration between Galka. It found that the world had become less peaceful in the last 15 years. External and internal conflict are main reasons cited for the deteriorating peace in the countries, including Ghana. For, for us to hear you, but let, let's uh, uh, speak to the Peace Council Chairman, um, uh, Reverend Dr. Edu Jemfi. Uh, Reverend, if, if you are with me, uh, first, first your reaction to this news that we've slaved, uh, you know, as, as the most peaceful country in Sub-Saharan Africa, we've slaved as the second most peaceful to the fourth now. How do you react to this news?
Okay, L let me bring in Dr. Ishmael Norman now. Uh, Doc, grateful that you could join us here. Uh, you, you are a security no, analyst. No, no. You understand the security setup and, and all of that. Uh, what probably could have led to, uh, you know, what has caused us to slip? Well, I think over the last few years, Ghana has had, uh, there hasn't been any real big conflict, but the economic impact of COVID, the internal situation in managing the economy and all of that, mm. the debt burden on the country, all of that is probably contributed to the current designation that we have. But mm. it is not all that bad. In disaster management, we learn and or we teach that in conflict situations, uh, as a practical matter, companies can have some of the best uh, options in investing. So it's up to the marketing arm of this country to go out there. Yes, we may not be the way we used to be, but look, look at the opportunities that have opened up because of the situation that uh, has been created in the market, in the and a lot of options. Mm. So, so I think it is the way you look at it. The okay. conflict doesn't necessarily mean that business has ended. The stream of commerce continues even if people are being shot at gunpoint. Okay. So, so I think it's up to the businesses, their, their commitment to the, to the place and what exactly they want to get out of the place. But it is up to us as a country to market our potential, because we will not always have this situation. Things will normalize. Ghana will uh, survive this, mm. and Ghana will be great again. So let us market it well. It's not all that bad. So, 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 so your point is that it's not a source of concern as it is now? It should be a concern, Kojo, but, but it shouldn't be so overwhelming concern that we don't know our way out. We can maneuver our way out of this. Mm, mm. You know. But, so but, but, it's but, all a matter of positioning us. Mm. But, but I mean, with your understanding of the security architecture of the country, what, what could have probably led us to this point where we are not the most peaceful country sub-Saharan Africa? It is very interesting, the, the variables that went into that determination. Because... We are not at war with, with ourselves. We are not being attacked by terrorists. Um, the only, uh, most people in Ghana feel very peaceful and they feel very safe. So what is the relative degree of uncertainty about safety in this country or about security that made them uh, designate us in that, in that position? I believe that we need to interrogate the variables that went into it so that we can handle or attack each one of them properly. But as it is, it is all abstract. We don't know what the considerations were for them mm. to come to that conclusion. So I think for now, we, we should take it as it is for what it is, and then 
find a way to maneuver our way out of it because in Africa we continue to be a very peaceful country even despite what the experts or the researchers are saying because it's only a temporary, a temporary situation. Mm. Well, uh, we understand the attacks on journalists were used uh, also contributed to, to our, our slippage. So they feel that journalists were not safe to do their work in, in, in the country any longer, and that's why we are slipping. So some of these, you know, attacks on people, uh, journalists, businessmen, the sort of little conflict that we do hear about is why we are, we are slipping, you know. So it, it's something that is coming from within. We are doing this to ourselves. Which, which is very interesting because it shouldn't be like that. But, you know, there's not a perfect world anywhere. Cause you, um, even in America, they have similar situations. Despite the uh, arsenal of weapons and, and military and police presence everywhere. However, because of the situation that we, we find ourselves, the economic situation that we find ourselves, I think central government can do a bit, a bit better than it is doing in terms of maintaining uh, regional conflicts, Boko conflict, northern region, you know, the upper east region conflict, western, uh, western north region conflict. I think all of these conflicts, the isolated conflicts that we have around, can be handled better. Mm. In, in addition to that, attacking journalists is not cool. Because what have they done? They are only reporting the news as you have created it. So, so if I'm just narrating what you have done, why do you attack me? So mm. these are some of the things that the, the police administration, the military organization in Ghana should take cognizance of and try to correct it. Because these little, little things they do, they are very big in the world opinion and that they have to control themselves and manage the affairs of this country on an individual basis even before it comes to the collective level. Mm. Let me bring in Reverend Dr. Edu Jemfidan. He is chairman of the National Peace Council. Uh, Reverend, earlier I was speaking your thought, your reaction to this news, but the line wasn't helping us. For, for you, as a, as a chairman of the Peace Council, how are you receiving this news that we are no longer the most peaceful country in Saharan Africa? I think we're having technical challenges with uh, uh, Reverend Line, but we still have um, Dr. Ishmael Norman. He is a security analyst uh, with us here. Uh, Doc, so, I mean, in moving forward, if we have to take it sector by sector, earlier you said that we have to sell this country. Well, we've also heard that attacks and journalists contributed to it. You're saying that the, the security agencies have to up their game. What must central government do now that this, this, this uh, uh, ranking is coming up to ensure that we reclaim our position as the most peaceful country? The concerns of the foreign ministry um, and, and regional organizations should be. I, I, I believe that um, the central government can uh, begin the, the propaganda machinery about repositioning of Ghana uh, in, in the international marketplace, uh, making sure that 
we are so respected as a peaceful nation because in reality we are very peaceful. But these anomalies are attacking journalists, Boko, I mean nobody seems to be uh, handling the Boko conflict and, and other conflicts around the country. And I think central government should pay a bit more attention. Interior ministry, that is your, your, your remit. Do the right thing so that at least all these anomalies can be corrected and solutions can, can be found so that we don't have uh, this kind of uh, designation that affects almost everything that we do in this country. Mm. Investment is very, very critical to our survival. Okay. Um, stay with me. Reverend Dr. Edu Jenfi is back on the line. Let's try the line now to see how it's working out. Reverend, uh, welcome again. So I, I was still trying to get your, your thoughts on how the council is receiving this news. Well, as I said earlier, the council is not too happy about this. Mm. Uh, because it looks like the country that has beaten us, which is fairly, uh, in terms of the structures, that we have here, we should have been above them. Mm. But the reality is what the other panelists said earlier on, that some of these things are things that we've done to ourselves. I think that sometimes we hide certain things beyond proportion. And these things have contributed to these things. For instance, uh, during our election period, we make too much noise as if the country is almost burning, as if all of us are going to die, all those things are hyping a situation, a situation that makes the country feel like we are unsafe. Then we have also situations where civilians are turning now themselves uh, on uh, the security services. We've seen the case of the Boko uh, incident where the immigration officer was shot. Then we've also seen recently a policeman shot by armed robbers. Mm. So when the attack goes on the security services, it is given a, an impression as if our security services are no longer in control of the country. But these are things that civilians are doing to our security services, which ought to be looked at. And I think that we all have to put uh, ourselves online and defend the security services to provide the needed services that the country needs. Mm. Uh, well, they consider several things, violence, the attack on journalism, what have you. Um, I mean, these are things that we are not doing enough in the country, isn't it? How must we, you know, approach these issues now going forward? I think that for, from our perspective as a council, uh, there must continually be a public education. Uh, we've just ended a dialogue between the political parties and the police service. Mm. Uh, we did one earlier on with the whole security services uh, in February. We've done a follow-up uh, the last two days. Now, we keep reviewing all these things that we see in the country and keep on educating ourselves and bringing ourselves uh, on the same place so that everybody understands where we are, what we ought to do, and how we have to handle the country to make the country as peaceful as it ought to be. Mm. Well, uh, but, but, but if you look at the report in general, there, there's a global deterioration in peace. So it means that peace in itself, globally, is retrogression. Uh, retrogression. Now, we as a country, we are, we are interested in, in ensuring that we deepen our peace. You said that you've, you've met the political person and, 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 and the police. But is that all? Does it only rest with those people? No. 
for the last six months, we've done a lot of work. Uh, we've worked with uh, over uh, 400 people mm. uh, within built communities. We've had meetings with Queen Mothers. We've had meetings with fisher folks in Nada and in Adelina. We've had training for student leaders to help them to understand that all these things that we do in the schools create problems for the country. Currently, we are working in secondary schools. And then we are also tackling the security services and the polit political parties. So there's a lot of work going on underground, trying to mitigate some of these challenges that we do have. But I think that whilst we're doing all of these things, the public must be educated to understand that sometimes some of the things that we write on social media, especially uh, on social media, because it's very difficult to control social media now, Mm. And all those things being put out is a certain perception about the country. Sometimes when you travel outside, for us who are also uh, ministers who preach in churches when we travel outside, our citizens outside feel from the news they read as if the country is almost burning. So we go back and tell them that, look, what you are hearing is not true. So there's a certain perception out there because people are writing all kinds of things on social media. So these perceptions are also received by... And these uh, evaluators who are outside the country, they are also reading from the internet and getting news from all those places. So we have to be very careful to educate our public. Let's look at the interests of our country. Sometimes we do some of these things for personal gain, for political gain, and all of those things. But at the end of the day, we are looking at, for instance, the economic benefits of those reforms. Some people looking at this will realize that Ghana is not becoming too safe. Do I take my investment there? Then we're also talking about jobs for our people. So these people are not coming in to invest. It affects us. If somebody wants to uh, put something into this country, they are beginning to ask themselves, is the country safe now? Can I go there? So there are economic benefits. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Los mejores viajes. Nacen en la carretera, pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. And these are things that all of us must understand that it's necessary as a people to project a right image about our country to the outside world. Mm. 
But, but, but these are people putting their realities on, on social media. It, it, it's not like these are not issues that are happening that they, they put there. Isn't that the case? I think that sometimes we may have to report accurately, but when we put too much hype on it, uh, for instance, yeah, some, sometimes uh, like armed robbery, mm. a few incidents might have happened, but when you go out of the country, the projecting there is as if we are being robbed everywhere. You know, so it's what people write and how they write them mm. and how they communicate these things, which gives a certain image about the country. That's what we want to, we need to address. Mm. Okay, so so it means that we have to look at what we put out there. But but internally, we do have conflict here and there. Uh, we all know of what's happening in Boko area and, and what, what the efforts are in trying to stem that out. But how do you as a nation approach these issues to ensure that they do not degenerate or escalate uh, such that it gives us some of these rankings that we are having? Right. Well, Baku is, uh, let me use in quote, it's an isolated case. It's within a small area of the country, mm. even though it's a, quite a big area. But in Kurafa, in quote. But when we are looking at the perception of the whole country, then what is happening in Boko should not be projected as if the whole country is like Boko. Okay. Those are the things that I'm talking about. Mm. In mm. terms of robbery and all those, it goes on in every country. Mm. Every country has it. Even America, I mean, look at all the gun violence that we see. Right. But they will not go out and project their country in a very bad way. But sometimes what we do to ourselves is the, what, what I'm talking about. That people talk about it as if we are dead, and as if the country, everything has, has been turned upside down. Those things do not help us as a people, because mm. it affects us economically. Mm. But, but, but this, this study, we understand, covered three domains. The level of societal safety and security, the extent of ongoing domestic and international conflict, and That's degree right. of militarization. If that is it, 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 it means that people in Ghana feel they are, not, they, are not, they are not safe and secured. And therefore, something must happen. What, 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 what should the, the, the government, of course, uh, together with you, the Peace Council, do to make people feel that secured uh, in order to portray that, that good image we want to have out there about, about the country? Now, if you look at the, the three areas, Mm -hmm. uh, militarization. Yeah. Uh, even though we have challenges, I don't think that it's a major issue in this country. Then we are talking about international conflict. We don't have that. Mm -hmm. The area where we are, we fall, we may be falling short is the safety, security, and then domestic conflict. Yeah. That's right. Those are the issues we have to address. And it comes to, when it comes to domestic conflict, we have almost of these things. Uh, are coming out of chieftaincy disputes and land disputes. So there's a need for us to bring ourselves together to deal with it from that angle. How do we tackle these things? What law can we put in place uh, to deal with land, land litigation and all these chieftaincy conflicts that we are having? You know. Mm. Then there are also the, the main challenges with youth employment, which is a major issue for us. And that also sometimes creates certain agitations within certain corners. These are issues that we have to address. And those funds, we leave it with the government and the private sector. We cannot only say that the government alone can do it. The private sector has a role to play. The 
the most important thing is for us to put in the measures that makes it easy for private sector to expand and also to be able to employ a lot more people. Yeah. Hello, Reverend. Well, Reverend Dr. Edujinfi is chairman of the National Peace Council. Uh, we still have Dr. Ishmael Norman on the line. Uh, so, so, Doc, in terms of you know, internal security, people citing armed robberies, highway robberies, and even land guardism as, as one of the issues why we are where we are. Uh, strategically and from the security point of view, what do you expect to, to happen going forward? Well, I, I totally associate with quite a lot of things that Reverend Adu Jamfi uh, just uh, offered to all of us. I believe that uh, the whole thing is quite relative because you may feel very safe in the middle of, of Kwame Nkrumah Circle. Another person may feel very unsafe in that place. So it is one of those things that the municipal assemblies, together with central government and Ministry of Interior, have to put measures in place to ensure that Every, in every community, at least there is that level of peace and tolerance for uh, people's rights and, 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 and freedom to move about and do the things they, they, they want to do. Mm. I think when you neglect basic things like power supply, uh, intermittent power supply, uh, good roads and all of that, it all affects uh, that. But you know what? Our country is going through a very, very difficult moment. This same study, if it's done maybe a year from today, the result will be very encouraging, will be very different from what we got. So, yes, they have done it. Yes, they have used certain variables to determine that we are not as safe as we used to be. So central government is, we will say in football, over to you, Joe Latte, uh, central government has to now play its role and ensure that we regain the predominance that we used to have when we, it came to issues of peace within the sub-region. So I think central government has the biggest role to play, and then the citizens will come along and, and, and play along with government to achieve the goal we all want for ourselves. Dr. Esmond, I'm grateful to you for joining us. He is a security analyst. And uh, moving on to uh, another story, a shoot seeking to halt the Japa deal has been thrown out of the ECOWAS Community Court of Justice. As you brought by three anti-corruption groups, the Transparency International, Ghana Integrity Initiative, and the Ghana Anti-Corruption Coalition against the government of Ghana sought to challenge the propriety of the gold royalties monetization transaction arrangement. Shortly, we'll get reactions from CSOs opposed to the deal. First, let's remind you what the deal was all about. Joining us uh, now on Zoom is Michael Bwadi. Uh, he is fundraising manager, Ghana Integrity Initiative. Chief, I'm grateful to you for joining us here. Uh, first, uh, remind us of what your issues were against the Ajapa deal in the first place. Kindly on mute so we can follow what you're telling us, sir. Sorry, good afternoon um, to your viewers. Um, I think that if there is any network that had discussed the JAPA extensively, it would be joy. But for those who missed the discussions uh, two to three years ago, it's all about uh, a deal or an arrangement that the government was going to put in place. And this arrangement 
would seek to um, uh, was, uh, would seek to create or created a special purpose vehicle where majority of Ghana's gold royalties would be uh, given to that uh, special purpose vehicle to manage or to run. The special purpose vehicle would have equity shares, and the government of Ghana would have 20, uh, 51% shares, and 49% of the shares would be floated Float. on the London School of uh, London Stock of uh, London Stock Exchange. Now, this arrangement brings two things to mind. One, why uh, uh, do you, why is the uh, Japan? Uh, company incorporated in the Cayman Islands. Many of us will avert our minds to the many publications that were done in the WikiLeaks, the Panama Papers, about how these um, uh, tax havens have been used to uh, uh, engage in various corrupt activities, including uh, money laundering, uh, illicit financial flows, etc. Therefore, for a state to incorporate uh, um, uh, an entity over there scares some of us. Mm-hmm. I mean, for now, we don't have any grounds to, to accuse anybody of wrongdoing, but what we are saying is that it's scary. Now, number two, our own special prosecutor, which is the first special prosecutor, Honorable uh, Martin Amidu, did a corruption risk assessment, and he pointed to the heightened risk corruption risk areas associated with the EJAPA deal. I believe that well-meaning Ghanaians spoke a lot about it, and we thought that many, we have said a lot, uh, government is not listening, the government was going to go ahead and, and with the EJAPA deal anyway, then, therefore, we need to use other legitimate means to stop the government, so we went to court. Uh, one Lots of people have asked, why did we go to ECOWAS court? We went to ECOWAS court simply because the issues play out in many African countries, many ECOWAS countries, and therefore we would have wished that we had had ruling in our favor so that it would serve as a precedent in all these African countries where the citizens have been shortchanged okay. in, in, in their resource management, natural resource management. Mm. So, so, I mean, what was the argument of, of the court in, in throwing out your case? Well, the argument was very simple. The argument said, uh, the court says we are being preemptive, which was very sad because we were, the question one would ask ourselves that, was the court expecting us to be reactive so that the harm should be done before we go to court to seek remedy? I thought the, the court's ruling was very, very unfortunate. Mm. And it, for me, it is a step in the back of inclusive governance, participatory governance, accountability, and transparency. Because a court to tell us that we are taking a preemptive uh, action to stop a, a, a government decision which has heightened corruption risk associated with it. The court thinks that, no, we should wait until rights are abused. Who, mm. says, who says that? Do we wait for children, the future? I mean, one thing that people are not, uh, the court probably did not avert his minds to is that the deal was in perpetuity. So granted that the current government has good intentions. They want to raise resources to, to, to uh, uh, develop this country. 
Do you know what the subsequent or future governments will do with such investment? I think that it's very sad. And we, we believe that there are still many more avenues to address this. Mm. And mm. we will explore those avenues once the reasoning behind the ruling is, 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 is published or is given mm. to us. Okay. So, so it looks like more of an appeal of a sort of, of this ruling, right? I think we will explore all the legal options, including even going uh, dialoguing with the dialogue, starting a dialogue with the government again. I mean, we believe that. Well, the government said previously that the parliament should they would they were going to factor in certain, uh, people's concerns and bring it back to parliament. Mm -hmm. So, including mobilizing people's consent and tabling before government and see whether they will act on it or not, mm -hmm. or perhaps explore diplomatic options mm. by, by bringing that uh, uh, pressure to bear on government. We believe that whatever the issues are, uh, so long as government was well-intended, hoping that government was well-intended, when people bring perspectives to it, they will listen. Okay. Now, in the Petroleum Revenue Management Act, we, we have the Public Interest Accountability Committee, PIAC, which uh, sort of uh, it tracks the usage of the revenues that come in there. Is that, is, that, is that something that you are considering for us to have something of a sort like that for um, a committee of, you know, uh, citizens to then monitor how the Japan uh, company uh, will then utilize the revenues that will be accruing to it? Sadly, the way the arrangement is it takes away even that right to monitor because don't forget that the government has 51 percent shares mm. the 41 percent will be floated and people who knows who will be buying it so even though it seems the government may have some controlling right mm. they don't have the absolute controlling right because there are other partners and that takes it away it could be anybody from any jurisdiction and so it takes it completely from the hands of any form of citizens oversight and that is what is even more scary and worrying. So mm. we don't have the luxury of having the PIAC arrangement at all. Okay. So, so what kind of arrangement would have been favorable and would have gotten the support of you, the CSOs? Well, we believe that as we speak now, mm. first and foremost, the company should have been incorporated in Ghana so that the laws of Ghana and citizens' oversight can be brought to bear. Secondly, I mean, we wanted a lot more transparency in, in the, ownership, the uh, allocation of position, etc., and etc. We wanted, look, we wanted a lot more transparency in the whole arrangement, mm. and then the consideration of views that had been expressed by civil society, by the uh, minority, and, and by all well-meaning Ghanaians, that for us, if we had done that and we had all come to a consensus that, yes, indeed, we believe that the way to go is, is, is to have the EJAPA deal, mm. that would have been better. That would have been laudable. As mm. it is now, the, the deal smacks of a lot of, you know, incoherence, uh, opaqueness, and we believe it won't help this country at mm. all. Now, now, if you look at the Ajapa Gold Royalties deal, government says, um, I want to create, create this Ajapa Royalties Limited to securitize future gold revenues for between $500 million and $700 million. 
as we struggle to hold together our economy. Now, the argument is that $700 million today will not be, the, you know, uh, the same value if you, you get it 10 years. So let's get that money and develop the country with it. Is this not a cogent argument to put across for us to say, well, let's do this because 500 million today won't be the same in value 10 years time? Well, I think it's a gamble, but I would take, I would rather uh, hasten cautiously and slowly because the fact that the gold prices in future may also be higher mm. than gold prices now. The, 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 the dollar value in future uh, may be higher than it is now. And who knows? Does it mean that we can't in any way develop and strengthen our country such that we may not need to borrow or we may not need to... I mean, who knows? We may develop our country such that we can smelt the gold, develop, uh, uh, explore all the value chain of the gold industry so that we can add value to our gold and sell it for better value. Is that what, do we think that we can't do any better and so we are so helpless than to just sell our best rights? I think the government's argument for me is, is really, is very weak. Mm. But, but, but how, does this, how does this amount to the selling of your birthright when you control majority of the shares, 51%? It means that you call the shot. Isn't that the case? At the moment, we have 100%. Mm. Let's keep it. It's not, it's, it's, if you have 100%, you cannot say by getting 51%, it's good. 51 and 100 is not the same. I would want a whole 100%. And I would want a whole 100% where we all have a say mm. in its management. I want a whole 100% where it is managed prudently. It is, we are where we are, not because we, uh, uh, we, didn't, we, didn't, we didn't manage, our, not because of the, because the Japan deal didn't go through. But it is because of some level of mismanagement of our resources. Why don't we correct our mistakes so that we add value and enhance our receipts? Mm. Why do we want to sell our future for today? And then after we consume the future, what happens to the next generation? I don't think that the way to go is the way. Look, we have had get fund and we have uh, securitized uh, uh, get fund. We have securitized. Uh, almost all the earmarked funds. Why? 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 So, what happens tomorrow? I think that we need to hasten slowly, and that's mm. what we are saying. That the corruption risk associated with the Japan deal is very high. Mm. Let us be cautious. Let us think through it, and let us provide alternatives mm. that could block the holes or that would have lesser risk, uh, 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 corruption risk areas. And then let's not commoditize or, 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 or hedge future resources. That's all we are saying. Uh, Mr. Body, the last we have, it is not good enough. Mm. Mr. Body, $50 million today um, is lesser than $500 million today. $500 million today will be worth more than $500 million 10 years to come. I, I see so that's your the question is that the gold value will remain, the gold prices will remain the same, and that the, as a country, we cannot do anything to add value to our gold in order to get more. That's the, that's the argument. Are we going to be raw material export, ex, uh, exporting country mm. such that we are not looking at improving the value or adding value to it, the, the job opportunity to, it will create for our youth? 
the, the taxes that we will get, and then the added value that we will get on, in the international market. Why do we think that we will continue to export raw materials and therefore 500 million today is, is not, that does not have the same value as 500 million tomorrow? Mm. By tomorrow, if we do our homework well, the same quantity of gold will not be worth 500 million. It could be worth more. Mm, mm. Interesting. Um, so for, for the CSOs, uh, nothing will get you to support such a deal. The only, thing we, the only thing CSOs are asking for is that let's think through. Let's explore all the, opportunity, uh, the options. Let's look at how to reduce the corruption risk area such that even if the current government is well intended, any other government that comes with who may, be, who may not be well intended will not explore the gaps and the loopholes to the disadvantage of the country. Mm. How do you deal with the corruption risk? Well, that's what we are calling for. I, I mean, we cannot alone pro- provide the, all the solutions. We are calling for a mass discussion. We are calling for a broad-based consultation so that we can build consensus on the way forward. We think that as a, 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 a CSO focused on anti-corruption, transparency is, is the key. Accountability is the key. Let's make the whole discourse more transparent and let's test various options that would be suggested. And mm-hmm. then once we, 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 build, well, we, we reach a consensus on a particular arrangement, we all go for it. Mm-hmm. Not, the way, not what we have now. Mm. So now that you've lost the case, uh, what's your expectation of government? Because once you've lost it, government will probably be given uh, you know, that, that impetus to say, let's move ahead with our plan. Is that your expectation, or you do have a different expectation of government? Well, I believe that when the president said that they are suspending it for uh, further consultation, he meant it. So we will explore that, but we will also explore other options once we, we have access to the full reasoning behind the verdict. Mm. Then we'll look at what the options are. But so long as uh, we have opportunity to dialogue our government, we will continue to dialogue the government. We, we hope and pray that the government is well intended, it will listen to us and probably look at a better option of raising resources for development than for securitizing or, or selling our uh, gold royalties in perpetuity. Mm. We've done this for more than 100 years. We've mined gold in this country for more than 100. Um, what that... do we have to show, my, my brother? What mm. do we have to show? And we've mined gold for more than 100 years, and we are still exporting raw materials. Can't we do something different? That's all we're asking. It looks like we cannot. Because after 100 years, and, and, and you still export it in natural form, it means that there's little you can do. Doesn't that occur to you? No, I think we can't. There is a lot that we can do. We just haven't averted our minds. So for us, this ruling and this whole Ejapa thing had actually brought us to the stage where we need to pull the brakes and think. As a country, as a people, Nkrumah says we can manage our own affairs. What can we do to add value? The president is talking about uh, a 1D, 1 factory. Perhaps we need to think about, Mr. President, can we set up a gold refinery factory in the mining district so that the youth in those districts can have employment? 
it's an option that we can explore. But there is definitely something that we can do beyond selling, uh, beyond uh, mm. giving our royalties mm. into a company. It's a gamble. When we lose it, what happens? Okay. Okay. So, so you still do have, because we've had government come in, government go, even in the Fourth Republic, look at how many governments we've had. We have not been able to add value to our gold. But you are still optimistic that we can do this. But the two parties that have offered us leadership have not done this over the years. Where is the source of your conviction that we can do this thing, you know, after all these years that they haven't been able to offer that, 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 that to us? I think that the source of conviction is a, is a wake-up call the Japan deal brings us. That, look, as a people, if we are not careful, we are going to, uh, the mineral resources will be exhausted and we have nothing to show for it. Mm. Thus, it is about time that we start thinking about what can we do, what strategies can we put forward. Uh, there are a, quite a good lot of research that are gone into it. Let's take them, dust them, and let's review them. We, pro we will come up with a workable solution. This, it starts with you and I to start talking about it. It starts with you and I to stop giving up and throwing our hands in the air and thinking that we're, we, we are people who cannot do anything good. There is something good that will come from Jerusalem one of these days, mm. and I think we need to explore. We mm. need to start thinking. We need to start discussing. Let's not give our governments rain check. Any decision they take, we follow without interrogating their decisions. I think that that has gone on for 30 years into the Fourth Republic or more, and it hasn't brought us anywhere. Mm. Now, the worst situation is that even when you give money, the safest investments in this country used to be bonds and, and this thing. Now, it doesn't seem to be as safe as it used to be anymore. Mm -hmm. Where yeah. is the government going to raise money to develop the country? We need to now think. Mm. Well, whilst at it, I'm sure we've been keeping tracks on MIF as well, the Minerals Income Investment Fund. Because whilst we speak, revenues from our, our gold have been going in there. Do you know what's happening there as well? Well, the last uh, check, they had declared some surpluses and they gave some um, over a million uh, in, in, in profit to government, which is, is laudable, but we need to all look at it because they're all part of the EJAPA scheme. Mm -hmm. Let's not forget. It was yeah. all part of the EJAPA scheme. Perhaps... We need to throw the searchlights there and see what sort of investments that uh, is be, our monies are being used, mm. uh, are being put into. We need to do that. We haven't done a lot of, admittedly, we haven't done a lot of work on the, on the myth. But I will call on experts. Uh, I am not an expert in finance, but I believe that there are quite a good number of Ghanaians who are well-meaning and well-intended, mm. who are experts on finances. We need to put a searchlight there. And, mm. keep, and, and keep the government or the myth uh, accountable for the resources mm. we are putting, we're giving them. We understand that MIF intends to invest into the, uh, the discovery we've done around the, the soil pond area in lithium. Um, they've also invested into a mining company, uh, you know, buying ownership of it. Are these the sort of investment that would give us the assurance that, in fact, indeed, at a point, we would say, 
after mining gold for this number of years, this, this is what we have to show. Well, like I said, uh, I am not an expert in finance, so I would defer that to the finance people to interrogate. But okay. I, I work and I focus on corruption and, and its uh, uh, related matters. And okay. I would want to wait and mm. see uh, whether there are any, the myth activities smart of any corruption, mm. then I'll come out. But for now, but let me beg the question and defer okay. to the finance experts. Okay, all right. Uh, grateful to you for joining us here. Um, uh, he is uh, with the Ghana Integrity Initiative. This is still the pause on the Joy News Channel. We'll take a quick break, but still to come, Parliament has passed an amendment to the Narcotics Control Commission Act after the Supreme Court struck out uh, the Section 43 of the law as unconstitutional. Now, that section empowers the interior minister to grant license to an entity to cultivate a small quantity of cannabis in Ghana for industrial and medicinal purposes. What was the focus of discussion in Parliament? When we come back, we have that discussion here for you. Stay with us. DSTV, all the goals, clashes, and moments. All of Rashford, Salah, and Saka. The start is getting better and better. All in the language of your choice, all in HD. Available on all these bouquets to choose from, to watch on all these devices. Get DSTV with an HD decoder plus one month compact for 299 CDs. It's the Premier League, all. For crystal clear and thrilling podcasts and live shows, Download and listen to us on Apple, Spotify, TuneIn, Google Podcasts, MyJoy Online, Amazon services like Echo, Amazon Music, and Audible, Stitcher, Adam Online, Overcast, and Pandora. Take note of everything. Sign up for the multimedia digital platforms now to stay updated. Daddy? Daddy? Oh, this tank it's big! Yes, that's true. It can store a lot of water. That's so true. Wow! It has a working surface on it. Mm-hmm. That's so true. I can see S-I-N-T-E-S syntax. That is so true, my daughter. But it's further into spoiler. That's not true. But why? Hey! <laughs> Syntex was the first to introduce double layer tanks in Ghana. Syntex again was the first to introduce white inner layers in Ghana. Syntex gives you the biggest warranty seven years. No matter your water needs, Syntex is the answer. Syntex tank. Are you strong? Are you tough? With the Equibank salary account, you will enjoy free life insurance. Free debit card, save while you spend, and an amazing chance to double your salary. A whole seven, and even more consolation rewards in the Equibank double salary promo reloaded. Vimwo, this Equibank salary account sounds interesting. What do you think? But maybe next time, Charlie, you know what? I'll go shine my shoe. Yo, Miss I'll go check my VP. We're going up.
up, never go down. And we stay flat. Open an Ecobank salary account today for a lifetime of benefits. You also stand a chance to win more than double your salary in the Ecobank Double Salary Promo Reloaded from now till July 31st. Terms and conditions apply. Under the supervision of the National Lottery Authority under the Caritas Lottery Platform. In partnership with National Theatre and Joy FM, Roverman Productions present I Like What You Like, an original Ever White play. Hey, Chrissy Trumpet, what kind of misfortune follows you that when your rich auntie dies, the only thing she leaves you is her ashes? Boy, my friend, you are not going to keep this in this household. Hmm. Go and put it outside the gates. You can stay with it and regard it as way keeping. Oh, or you can use it for tea. Well, his auntie named him a sole beneficiary to her estate. <clears throat> I'm his wife. May I know how much he's worth? I'm roughly a uh, $350 million. What? I like what <laughs> you like. Yeah. Shows at the National Theatre on July 7th, 8th, 9th, 14th, 15th, and 16th. One show on Friday at 7pm. Two shows on Saturdays at 4pm and 8pm. Three shows on Sundays at 1pm, 4pm, and 8pm. You can buy tickets at a cool 150 Ghana cities via short code star 365 star 535 hash. And all the usual outlets sponsored by Ebony Condoms, Gino, GCB, and M Notify. Roverman Productions. Be the difference. Even the builders of his house and sellers of his cars give him a percentage for every contract he brings. My opponent sits here and turns against the motion for once having for making money legally. Wrong! Hey. The biggest debate competition in Ghana is back. Which side do you represent? For or against the motion? Stay glued to your superstation Love 99.5 FM, Joy Learning and Joy Prime as we bring to you the biggest stage where schools in Ashanti show their prowess through debate. Rally behind your alma mater to glory as gallant young men and women from the various senior high schools in Ashanti elucidate their stance on matters of national interest. Venue is the Christian Service University College. Catch us live on Love 99.5 FM on Facebook at Love 99.5 FM, Joy Learning and Joy Prime 2 p.m. each day. The Love FM High School's debate, trumpeting the voice of young ones on issues of national interest. This event is brought to you by your superstation Love 99.5 FM, the Ashanti Regional SRC and the Regional Directorate of Ghana Education Service Ashanti and CHAS. This program is in partnership with Pepsodent. Rasta Chocomold from Twilliam Industries, Christian Service University College, Jackson Educational Complex, Cowbell, Madame Catherine, Fritol and Fortune Rise from Wilma, and sponsored by Zest Consult, Pidato Company Limited, CBS Industries, Top Choco, Ultimate Fashions, Flora Tissues, supported by Look lively, okay? Smile, smile. Is the money too small? A bad stomach ruins your day. Don't let it. Take Gastron, your most effective antacid, for the relief of symptoms of peptic ulcer, heartburn, gas pain, flatulence, and indigestion. Hey guys, what are you waiting for? Let's go, let's go. Mwah. Can you bring down the smiles more? <laughs> 
Gastrol, effective relief from stomach discomfort. Manufactured and distributed by NS Chemist Limited. This advertisement has been gotten approved by the FDA. Hi, now let me share my wildlife experience with you at Safari Valley Eco Park. Welcome to Safari Valley Eco Park. Our electric shuttle pulled up and in no time our tour began. We were surrounded by wildlife from the moment we entered the Eco Park. We were greeted by experienced tour guides who took us through orientation and how to better enjoy the experience. Watch these animals roam freely in their natural habitat and disturb the presence. We saw zebras, sable antelope, brown prey, mara, silverfish, bananas, Shetland ponies, and so many animals are just getting Our tour guides taught us so much about the wildlife, their behavior, and how to interact with them. I even fed them. We also went fishing on a man-made canal. Then we took a break to have lunch in this serene environment. All this amazing experience for this price for a doll? This price for teenagers. Safari Valley Eco Park, bringing you closer. on the journey channel now yesterday parliament passed an amendment uh, to the narcotics control commission act after the supreme court struck out section 43 of the law as unconstitutional and section 43 empowered the interior minister to grant license to an entity to cultivate a quantity of cannabis in ghana for industrial and medicinal purposes the supreme court said because there was no debate on the floor on that section it was null and void Parliament has now amended the law and inserted the same provision back into it, paving the way for cultivation and use of cannabis for industrial and medicinal purposes. We'll speak to those who led the push to have it passed shortly. Right now, a report on how things unfolded in Parliament. Kwekwasante, our parliamentary affairs correspondent, has more. Motion that the Narcotics Control Commission Amendment between 2023 be now read the third time. Minister for Interior. Right Honourable Speaker, I move that the Narcotics Control Commission Amendment Bill 2023 be now read a third time. The question is that those in favour of the motion say aye. Aye. Those against say no. The ayes have it. The motion is carried. An act to amend the Narcotics Control Commission Act 2022 Act 1019 to insert Section 43 to empower the minister to get a license for the cultivation of cannabis, which has not more than 0.3% THC content on dry weight basis for industrial purposes, for obtaining fiber or seed, or for medicinal purposes. Honorable members, the Narcotics Control Commission Amendment Bill 2023 is deemed read the third time and passed. So that's uh, uh, what happened in Parliament. Joining us now is Nana Ajiman, who is Chief Executive of uh, Empire Ghana Limited. Nana, grateful for joining us here. You've been uh, you know, at the forefront of this. First, your reaction. And I can't hear you, so we can, we can understand what you're telling us. 
Yes, a hempful afternoon to you, sir. Uh-huh. Um, about that. I think it's it's timely. Um, I think they moved very quickly to ensure that this was done. Um, they obviously have issues with mm. the Supreme Court, and they they didn't mince their words, really, did they? But uh, that's their business. Um, they've done the right thing this time, so no one can go to the Supreme Court and raise any issues this time. Mm. I'm I'm happy for all of us as Ghanaians because. This isn't a victory for Nana Ajiman. This is a victory for all Ghanaians. Uh, as it stands at the moment, um, we have very high unemployment. Lots of our youths are unemployed. And this creates the opportunity for us to establish a cannabis industry where tens of thousands of people can be directly, indirectly employed. Uh, there's the opportunity for the government of Ghana uh, now to generate income internally from uh, taxation, from the cultivation and export of the crop. Um, environmentally, uh, we can also um, reclaim much of the land, all of the land, in fact, that has been poisoned by toxic waste such as mercury and, and other chemicals uh, as, as has been done by those doing Galamse, we can reclaim all those lands because as it stands now, the farmers are there looking on those lands. They can't go there to cultivate any high-value crops of the poison nature of the land. But once you cultivate industrial hemp on those lands, industrial hemp throat cannabis will absorb all the poisons. Mm-hmm. And probably over a period of two years, we can reclaim and plant high-value crops. Uh. The same is true for um, our mixes and um, uh, the cultivation of industrial hemp on the water bank, on the water cleared back up and fit for domestic use. And medicinally, um, the uh, industrial can good for PSTD. The uh, industrial can good for PSTD. It's good for AHD. It's good for autism, strong um, anti-inflammatory compounds as well, um, which is good for your bones and good for muscle tissue. A range of ailments, insomnia and the like. Mm-hmm. So all around, yes, okay. um, because we will, Alban Bagbin backed him up. If we had moved swiftly, we had to be going to the IMF for that three billion US dollars, we would have generated that ourselves just in taxes to be established mm. and the, possi- the possibility and the potential adding value um, like producing hempcrete, hemp wood, hemp water, hemp textiles, adding value um, like producing hempcrete, hemp wood, hemp water, hemp textiles. Helping Ghana reach a sustainable debt service level. Germany, and I stress this, is, is supporting Ghana in this endeavor, uh, not only in good times, but also in difficult times, like the times we are living through. And Germany... Now, you, you talk about the fact that we can generate some $3 billion from this industry. How many hectares of, of this can generate this $3 billion? And how prepared is, is Ghana? To be honest with you. Uh, Ghana's recreational cannabis is right up there in the rankings. 
um, and it's being distributed throughout West Africa and, and globally too. Uh, it's rated very highly. In fact, uh, on the continent, Ghana is ranked number three assumption behind Nigeria and South Africa. Mm. And these group of farmers, far from locking them up and throwing away the key, we need them because they have the expertise required when it comes to this plant and different strains of this plant of nurturing the plant and getting the best out of the plant. Mm. So when it comes to being ready, oh, Ghana is ready. Ghana is ready. Of course, there will be challenges uh, with uh, financial resources, and that will pose the biggest problem because our banks and financial institutions are not loan-friendly. They want to charge you 40% for a loan, and that's madness, to be perfectly honest with you. We can't afford that. And so we will have the continent to secure loans with an interest rate of between 3 to 7%. That is dramatic when you really consider it all. So we've got a challenge with finance, um, and, and we will try to rectify that ASAP uh, when the time is right. Okay. But we're ready. We're ready, and we've been ready for a long time. Uh, as we speak, how many hectares of that is under cultivation? You mentioned that we were already cultivating it. So how many hectares do we have? No, I can't tell you that. I can't tell you that. I can only let you know that it is under cultivation, and we know. Because from time to time, there are some uh, incidences that you capture yourself mm. where uh, recreational cannabis is being destroyed, and, and even the Narcotics Control Commission said they destroyed over like 50 million cities worth of, of, of hemp just the other day, of industrial uh, recreational cannabis the other day. Mm. So we know that, that you know, when it comes to the finance, it's up there. The money, it's up there. It's, it's a huge amount. It's a mm. huge amount. And unfortunately, uh, what is being sold at the moment, uh, government doesn't get a quarter of it. They don't get any of it. It goes into the informal system before it now trickles down into our formal economic system. But, you know, those people are required. They're very important people. And I'm hoping that they will join the bandwagon and see that the first step is for us to start cultivating uh, industrial cannabis to the benefit of, of all Ghanaians. Mm. All right. Um, so, so what it means is that the recreational one is still illegal, but now they can, they can switch to the, the industrial cannabis. Precisely. That's mm. what they should do. Okay. That's what they should do. That's what we're hoping that they will all do. Okay. Now, with this enactment of the law, Ghana takes a significant step towards harnessing the potential benefit of cannabis cultivation. By allowing the controlled cultivation of cannabis with limited THC, Content. The government aims to tap into its industrial potential and explore it using the production of fiber and seed. Moreover, the medicinal properties of cannabis can now be further explored and utilized in a regulated manner. How can we do this? Well, it's fairly simple. You see, it starts from the seeds. Mm. And um, the seeds have to be certified. Um, they have to be certified... 0.3 or less, they come with a certificate. Um, and it's those, those are the seeds that we're going to cultivate because there are no hemp seeds in Ghana. 
because all we've been growing is recreational cannabis, the marijuana. So there are no hemp seeds here. So we will seek to uh, import those seeds in. Uh, they will come with a certificate that says they are 0.3 THC or less. Okay. And that's where we will start. We, we will use some of those seeds to grow for seeds. So once we get the first batch of seeds, we won't import any more seeds again. We ourselves will grow for cultivar, and that's growing for seeds. We have mm-hmm. companies here that uh, Empire Agri Ghana have linked up with. They will be the companies that will take on uh, the, the, the element of growing for seeds. So that's where it starts from. That mm-hmm. is where it starts. Uh, but obviously, then, we need guidelines. We need regulations to, to you know, regulate the, the industry itself. What, what, well, are, the, what must be the, the guiding principles, you know, for development of these guidelines? Well, the, the guidelines are clear, and they're written in the law. You, you know, you can obtain a license to cultivate uh, industrial cannabis with a THC content of 0.3. Mm. It, it shouldn't be more than that. Those are the guidelines. And in terms of, in terms of the standards... Um, you know, it's, it's, it's the, the biomass that is required and the seeds. That's, those standards will not change because mm-hmm. you, can't, you can't change. It's, it's the, the biomass that is required and the seeds. That's, those standards will not change because mm-hmm. you, can't, you can't change. It's nothing new. Yeah, it's really nothing new. Uh, so, you see, um, in the first place, government is not subsidizing. So, ideally... The market should be liberalized. Okay. In particular, because the seeds are coming from Europe, certified seeds from Europe and the West. Okay. All right then. Uh, but once this is done, because it's not for smoking, you'll have no interest in smoking it. It will do nothing for you. If you smoke a house full, it will do nothing for you at all, because okay. the THC level in there is negligible. You need THC levels starting from 5 to 25% for that high effect to kick in. At okay. 0.3, nothing. Just imagine you're having a glass of wine and, and the, the, the volume is 0.3. It's like drinking a can of Coke. Mm-hmm. Nothing is going to go down. Okay. But the moment you're looking at 7% volume, 10% volume, 12% volume, you will feel the impact of that drink. It's a similar thing. Okay. It's a similar thing. You could All equate right. THT to the volume in a bottle of wine. Okay. So no one... It's a similar thing. Okay. It's a similar thing. You could All equate right. THT to the volume in a bottle of wine. Okay. So no one... With their system, look for aggregators, select aggregators, that will go and buy the end of that. Now, if there's any fund at all, that they wouldn't want to push into, uh, into subsidy. Then it should probably be redirected into the areas of irrigation and the rest of mechanization. That okay. will help, okay, help farmers to be very... Uh, hempcrete and hemp wood and hemp charcoal and hemp textiles and the likes. Okay. And the oil, the oil, as I said before, is good for a number of... Um, it was from the plant at Chernobyl itself. And... Man, woman, child, beast, birds, insects, all died. And what they had to do was cultivate 
industrial cannabis right around right around the, the site. That is what they did. And it, over a number of years, it cleared up the radiation almost entirely. But even if you look it up, you will see that when it comes to radiation mm. and toxic chemicals, etc., etc., hemp, industrial hemp, industrial cannabis is what is required to clean that all up. So okay. all those lands in the western region, critically poisoned beyond anything that we know. When we cultivate industrial hemp in there, trust me, we're going to clean it up and reclaim those lands for the farmers and still mm. sell the industrial hemp, hemp, hemp on to, to those who wish to buy it. So oh, that's a win-win situation. Mm. And when it, comes to, when it comes to climate, climate uh, control in terms of global warming, etc., you know, hemp consumes the carbon CO2. emissions more than trees. Okay. Much, much more than trees. Okay. All so right. it's a win-win. And from there, the World Bank will give us even more money for that as well. Okay. Uh, I'm grateful to you, Nana, for joining us this afternoon here uh, on The Pulse. So... Um, You're still watching the pulse here, but let's still stay in parliament because the minority in parliament are demanding a reopening of uh, the procurement process to select a strategic partner for the management of the Tema oil refinery. Government has an agreement with Torrentco to take over the oil refinery for at least the next six years. Speaking to journalists in parliament, minority spokesperson on energy, John Janapod described the current deal as a rip-off and demanded a new transparent process to select a new partner. We've been following keenly developments at the Tema oil refinery. We have become aware of attempts by the Akufado government to lease the Tema oil refinery for a six-year period to a company known as Torenko Assets Management Company. Our checks has indicated that this company has no track record when it comes to oil refinery. It has no track record when it comes to the oil sector. And its balance sheet does suggest that it cannot provide the needed support for the Tama oil refinery. The Tama oil refinery is a strategic asset. It's the only state refinery capable of refining about 45,000 barrels of oil a day. If Tema Oil Refinery is well positioned and strategically positioned, it would result in millions, if not billions, of savings when it comes to import substitution. Unfortunately, the Akufuado-led government has been sleeping on the job and has left the refinery to rot, having failed to continue with the progress made under Mahama-led administration. They have decided to lease the Tamaoi refinery to Taranko Asset Management. And if you read the details of the contract, they are supposed to refine just about 8 million barrels. That is woefully inadequate. We believe that that contract is inimical. That contract will not inure to the benefit of the country. That contract will not benefit the ordinary Ghanaian and that contract does not meet value for money. We are therefore calling on the Akufuado Baumia-led government to put a halt to this lease agreement 
engage further with stakeholders and ensure that we find a long-lasting solution to the problems confronting Tor. These firefighting approaches will not help the refinery. The refinery alone has seen about five different management tour. These firefighting approaches will not help the refinery. The refinery alone has seen about five different managers there. Uh, head to the Chimata Mall if you can. But uh, all the news you need over this week, uh, myjoinline.com forward slash business. MTN Group Board Chair Baumia emphasized need for strategic partnership for progress and investments in Ghana. Read more about that at myjoinline.com. No seriousness being shown when it comes to the management and revitalization of the refinery. And so we call on government to immediately... All right, so let's uh, take you to Parliament and take an update on this particular story. Kwasante is there for us. So um, what's happening after the minority put this press conference together? We have been expecting that the government side, the majority, will respond to the specifics of the allegations that have been made against the government. They haven't spoken so far. You know that over the past few weeks, this Torrento deal has become a big issue where civil society organizations, Imani, Bright Simmons, the Africa Center for Parliament, Africa Center for Energy Policy, ASEP, are making substantive comments about this particular deal and why they think it is inimical to government interest. Mm-hmm. But so far, they are falling on, uh, on deaf ears. Government has come out, defended the deal strongly as one that will it's about oil refining. Minority are now adding their voice from Parliament and insisting that if government does not listen to the procurement process open to select a new strategic partner, they are going to use them to do that. Of course, they are not divulging the specifics of their strategy, mm. but the, the, the argument is that they rescinded, and it's become such a big issue over the past few weeks. Only that government says it is determined to go. Majority also coming out with a response to this. Well, the last time it, it, it did came up, the majority side actually said we're going to, that we've gotten is that this is being led by government efforts themselves. And so they'll be excited if government itself will respond to the specific looking to it in the past. The majority side have become a little bit tight-lipped on this issue, mm. mainly because some of them do not even have information on the deal and do not want to stick their neck out for so much information on this. Mm. But, but is this a deal government intends to uh, follow through with it? Has it? Is this supposed to even come to Parliament? And what is the Energy Committee in its entirety doing about it? So the specifics now is that the Tamayo refinery, as, as an institution that can take off itself, is the one going into this strategic partnership with Torrento. They've already signed this contract. It is not one that is expected to come to Parliament at all. In fact, no one has raised that issue about this deal coming to Parliament, and so mm. it's not expected to do so. Mm. But there are those who are raising issues about transparency, this idea that there was not a competitive bid for pay. So that's uh, our man, Kwekwasante, in Parliament uh, on this particular matter, uh, that the minority is asking the uh, Tema Oil Refinery to reopen processes and make it transparent to appoint a strategic partner for the refinery uh, than to just choose to rent school and hand them over this agreement. Now, Kwekwasanti makes us aware that this agreement has already been signed by management of Tema Oil Refinery, uh, but the minority is also asking that uh, there is a reconsideration 
in this particular matter. More of that will be coming up here uh, in our subsequent bulletins. But uh, living in a community that floods often can be very stressful. There have been many instances where flooding and stagnant waters have led to the loss of lives and property. In today's episode of Mwachi Yadon visits Oshim and Sewa in Ashanti region where residents have abandoned their more debts than any other hazard related to thunderstorms. It racks havoc on developed region. Oshim and Sewa are known as flooding communities. Residents experience flooding communities. Residents experience Uwusu are residents of Ohim and victims of floods in the community. They narrate the difficulties they go through any time. Anytime it floods, the Nyenesu River is unable to house the flood water, allowing it to get. We would realize everything is wet, including our mattresses. The flood breaks down walls, leaving residents to adopt terrifying means of getting in and out of their buildings. Now this is the Enyinesu River, which is supposed to house flood waters anytime there is a downpour. The situation now is that the Enyinesu River is choked and it is unable to house the flood waters. Not forgetting that the Enyinesu River serves as a means of entry and exit for residents living now is that the Enyinesu River is choked and it is unable to house the flood waters. Not forgetting that the Enyinesu River serves as a means of entry and exit for residents living here in Ohim. Streams and gutters in these communities are stored with sand and waste materials. Left unattended, the clogged gutters and blocked streams lead to several instances of flood. At Sewa, some rest. This is the Susan River in between Sepe and Asebi. Anytime there is a downpour, residents living here in Sepe are left homeless. It is true. This house, according to. When we were here, this is the place. The one who is in the house now is just a caretaker. And even the, this house, according to when we were here, this is the place. The one who is in the house now is just a caretaker. And even the little one got a momentum to rain. He has to leave. When it rains, the water getting a free flow to go to wherever it likes. Everything in our house got destroyed. This happens almost every single year. But we... They want government to help solve the peril. 
this they want government to help solve the peril this particular situation we need your help at least after every six months, Now, earth dams constructed under the One Village, One Dam project in Bongo, Kassanana, the Upper East region, dry up at least by January because the dams cannot hold enough water. Farmers told Joe News they leave the water for their animals, the program intended. In a first of two-part hotline documentary titled First Festive Dams, features editor Jojo Kobner reports that farmers are pleading with government to coerce contractors to return to the site and do a better job. The documentary airs on 17th July. We'll bring you a set. Water to the northern, a lot of things for ourselves. And without it, unemployment, poverty, and famine. To escape, Many young people travel down south for supposed greener pastures. The NPP government provided a solution. One village, one dam. The dam candidates and then the vice, the running mates visited a chief in one of these villages and met the women digging the ground with their bare hands for water. So when they saw that, they said, well, when we come to power, we will provide you with water that can be better than what you are using your bare hands to construct. And that is how come the promise of one village, one dam. I'm saying every village, one dam. One village, one dam. The policy appealed to the people in the northern regions. If the government came here and told us that they will be giving us dam. And our people assured them that if they give them them, they also, they also let them laugh. And really, you can ask our assemblyman, and even ask the MPP people what uh, this community did for them. They voted massively for them. It was a political promise that won the hearts and minds of the people. The dams should make it possible for farmers to farm all year round and break the cycle of waiting for the rains before cultivation. It was the reason why the people of Bongo sang and danced till they became drenched in sweat. When the president cut salt, for the implementation of the project. We have begun the One Village, One Dam initiative, and you here in Bogo can see for yourself that we have begun the initiative. It is our intention that Bongo alone will get 10 dams this year. Thank <laughs> you.
570 are being built. You heard the minister across the three northern regions. A Bongo constituency alone is going to get 10 out of that 560, 570. This campaign promise has been fulfilled. Well, but not quite. That always take us two months to dry up. Only two months. Only two months. October, November. The water dry up. In November, like this, you see our pepper farm. You will like it. But where? No water again. My name is Jojo Kobinan. It has been five years since the dams were constructed. My job here is simple. Find out how the dams are serving the people as it should and what concerns the piece in this documentary to improve the current state of the dams. The appeal to the people in the northern regions. If the government came here and told us that they will be giving us dams, and our people assured them that if they give them dams, they also, they also let them laugh. And really, you can ask our assemblyman and even ask the MPP people what uh, this community did for them. They voted massively for them. It was a political promise that won the hearts and minds of the people. The dams should make it possible for farmers to farm all year round and break the cycle of waiting for the rains before cultivation. It was the reason why the people of Bongo sang and danced till they became drenched in sweat. When the president cut salt for the implementation of the project. We have begun the One Village, One Dam initiative. And you here in Bogo can see for yourself that we have begun the initiative. It is our intention that Bongo alone will get 10 dams this year. 570 are being built. You heard the minister across the three northern regions. A Bongo constituency alone is going to get 10 out of that 560, 570. This campaign promise has been fulfilled. Well, but not quite. That always take us two months to dry up. Only two months. Only two months. October, November. The water dry up. In November, like this, you see our pepper farm. You will like it. But where? No water again. My name is Jojo Kobinan. It has been five years since the dams were constructed. My job here is simple. Find out how the dams are serving the people as it should and what concerns the piece in this documentary to improve the current state of the dams. Exploitation by commercial transport operators who arbitrarily hike fares during rush hours. 
They are hoping for an efficient operation of the bus polyofthrotter operators. The following report by Anita Sewa Ajoga looks at the state of the public transport system in Greater Kumasi. During rush hours, some commercial city transport operators. The first three cities, but they add another three cities, and that's our problem. We hope the buses would be available in future. Anytime it, any it rains, the prices are increased, but the BRT maintains the same price. And Drew, so I want to be in Boyan Quatraline. The two drivers change the transport. The prices compete with the 33 vehicles currently under the bus rapid transport fleet. And that's all in our package for you. There's more news on myjoyonline.com. My name is Samuel Kojo Brace. It's been an honor to have you. Please do have a pleasant afternoon. Over the weekend and uh, an interesting part of the conversation. Oh no, we are out of Alexa, open multimedia Ghana and Joy 99.7. Listen to Joy FM live on your Amazon Echo. Live on your Amazon Echo device by saying Alexa, open multimedia podcast by saying Alexa. Play, and then the name of your favorite podcast from Multimedia Ghana. You got it to browse programs. Welcome to Multimedia. Even the builders of this house is the motion for once having for making money legally. Wrong! Hey. The biggest debate competition in Ghana is back. Which side do you represent? For or against the motion? Stay glued to your superstation Love 99.5 FM, Joy Learning and Joy Prime as we bring to you the biggest stage where schools in Ashanti show their prowess through debate. Rally behind your as gallant young men and women from the various senior high schools in Ashanti elucidate their stance on matters of national interest. Venue is the Christian Service University College. Catch us live on Love 99. 9.5 FM on Facebook at Love99.5FM, Joy Learning and Joy Prime, 2 p.m. each day. The Love of High School's debate, trumpeting the voice of young ones on issues of national interest. This event is brought to you by your superstation, Love 99.5 FM, the Ashanti Regional SRC, and the Regional Directorate of Ghana Education Service Ashanti and CHAS. This program is in partnership with Pepsident.
Rasta Choco Molds from Twilliam Industries, Christian Service University College, Jackson Educational Complex, Cowbell, Madame Catherine, Fritol and Fortune Rise from Wilma, and sponsored by Zest Consult, Pidato Company Limited, CBS Industries, Top Choco, Ultimate Fashions, Flora Tissues. Supported by Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera Pero este comenzará en tu mente ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura Nueva Ram 1500 Hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC.